0: The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic.
1: Morning, I'm Dr. Mark, this is the Tea Health Show, and in studio we have Sister Elise Van Art and our trusty producer Simpiwe. Morning, Simps. Morning. I like the hair. Thank you. And you've lost more weight. Are you back on your program?
0: Yes.
1: It's working. Thank you so much. Can I say something nice about me? I love the hair (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk specifically to our female uh, audience About something that every single one of you will go through Or have gone through or will experience And that is menopause So It's very important
2: to say that no matter what, all women experience menopause. There's no cure for it. It's known as the change of life. And it happens because of our ovaries not working optimally
1: anymore. Okay. So I like what you've just said. Um, and I, I actually want to um, elaborate a little bit on that. Elise and Sims. Now you have to listen carefully. Okay, actually, let's start with a question. Sims Sims again, Sims. um, What is your understanding of menopause? Not the signs and the symptoms.
0: It's old age. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know You've you've gone to that age Where like basically the body's telling you No more, you know No more kids, no more this, no more that And you're just
2: like now uh, An old lady Define old age in numbers
1: Now be careful
2: (laughs) No, but I would like to know What is the perception out there
0: So I would say like Anything over 45 you, you, You know, you're not old Okay, you know, so like, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's grannies out there that are 45. You're old.
2: Again, <laughs> okay, if I tell you that this woman, that is younger than 30 years, that can also go through menopause, what would you say?
0: See, I'd be horrified. Okay, because so there's a misconception like, yeah. out there
1: about menopause. Yes,
0: because I'd feel like I'm young but going through an old woman stage.
1: Yeah. Well, in today's podcast, we're actually going to take a look at the causes of menopause uh, through different periods of your life. So it's not common to have women who are in menopause or postmenopausal before the age of 40. Um, but. 5% of women in their 30s um, will be in menopause, and 1% of women in their 20s will be in menopause. Now, look, there's 5 billion of you. So, you know what, 1% of 5, five billion um, isn't that much. It's still scary. It's still scary. Okay, so I think one of the things that we need to understand is that menopause is something that everyone will go through, but it's a point. It's defined as a specific point in your life when you have stopped menstruating or your last menstruation Mm -hmm. was 12 months ago, and that's the point. Where you go into menopause Everything else Prior to that Is perimenopause Or premenopause And Elise came up With um, a term Which I'm familiar with But I think very few people are And that's the climacteric Phase of your life So no it's not Where you have constant climaxes <laughs> Oh
0: <dear. laughs>
1: So um Normal menopause, on average, mm-hmm. happens at the age of 51. Okay. But you would have heard that certain women, and you said it from the age of 45, hmm. start going through menopause. Now, if you haven't had a period for 12 months before the age of 45, mm-hmm. it's Established or it's accepted To say that you are in Early menopause
0: So just to clarify this is if you're not On any
2: contraceptives
1: Yes this is no contraception
2: Okay Okay. so when is it post
1: menopause Then post menopause Post menopause is um, From the age of 59 Years on
2: does that not Have any connection with menstrual Cycle Well you
1: know what Menopause is is Defined as a point in time And mm-hmm. so often we think of it as Those couple of years Where you have all the signs and symptoms Yes, and irregular um, periods But that's okay. more perimenopause Okay um, Than menopause So postmenopause is defined as an age thing mm-hmm. From the age of 59 you're postmenopausal Okay, okay. And then Premature menopause Mm -hmm. is if for 12 months before the age of 40, you have not had a period. Okay. Now, menopause is irreversible. It's incurable. It's something that you're going to experience at some point in your life. And it literally means that you can no longer get pregnant.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. So... Um, also, does this mean like... So Elise is going to explain this to you now. Okay. So Elise... Let me hear your question first.
0: Yeah. So like, because you can't get pregnant now, that's one thing. But does this also mean like there's other factors that we need to start also like like you are higher risk of something or high... Because now that this one period of your life has shut. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to get there. Okay. Yeah. So remember that question because... Um, The risk to your health when you go into menopause, whether it's premature, early or normal, is quite dramatic. But we'll discuss that. So Elise, do you want to explain why you cannot get pregnant once you're in menopause? Yes, then you
2: don't secrete any egg cells anymore.
1: Um, um you,
2: you don't ovulate. We uh, are,
1: we are born. Yes. With so a, a we start, determined amount.
2: Before birth, we have a determined amount of egg cells available in our ovaries. And then, um, at birth, obviously, that's that amount, which can differ from person to person. And then, um, that stays the same until the age of purity a puberty until you start menstruating. If you ovulate, you'll menstruate. That's usually the, the, um, how do we say this? The measurement of what's happening while you're menstruating. And then, um, from puberty, it starts declining. Your availability of your egg cells And over the years as you menstruate or ovulate Your egg cells become less and less and less And if you don't have egg cells anymore You stop um, ovulating And your menstruation becomes irregular And then you go into menopause
1: Okay, so Some of the causes of early menopause is genetic.
0: So there's nothing I can do about it?
1: No, absolutely not. Well, you know what? Um, One of the the things that you can try and anticipate Mm -hmm. is ask your mother when she started going into menopause. And usually mothers and daughters and aunts and their daughters go into menopause around about the same time. Now, another determining factor, and this has got to do with that formation of the eggs, the number of eggs that you have, mm-hmm. is early onset of cycle. And this is usually if um, girls start menstruating before the age of 11. Hmm. And um, as a matter of fact, I think that's happening more, more frequently. More more
2: frequently, yeah. You, we hear about 10 year olds that's already menstruating at this.
1: And day. they, they have a far higher, um, risk. I don't want to call it a risk. They have a far higher, um, prevalence of going into early menopause. Early menopause, in other words, before the age of 45, where they can no longer get pregnant.
2: And I think it's worth mentioning, yeah, as well about um, in-, in vitro fertilization treatments that
1: women okay. go through. I, I think it's incredibly important, but let's see if SIMPs can deduce. Not another question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Sims, mm-hmm. if we do fertility treatments, what what do you think we are working on?
0: Well, if we work backwards, the aim is to get pregnant, right? Yes. Now. So I'm guessing that from a very simple point of view, there's an egg, there's there's the sperm that they're trying to meet and then get it to be hosted here in the female's body. So I'm not sure how they do it, but that's all I understand is that, you know, this, this, let's get it to match or mate. So that you can be pregnant.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? That is conception. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're you're on the right track okay. when you say it's about getting the egg. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we do fertility treatments, we try and stimulate your ovaries to release or make available. It's not necessarily release to avail mm-hmm. eggs for. Fertilization Okay Okay, But if fertilization doesn't happen Those eggs are lost
0: mm-hmm.
1: So now you can see that if I have a finite number of eggs And I lose more of them every time that I have an ovarian Or a, a, a menstrual cycle I'm going to sit with fewer and fewer eggs far quicker
0: Sure So would it be correct if we kind of use the analogy of like the garden and you put fertilizer on, you have like a set amount or a set area, and then as time goes, if you don't, it kind of gets less and less. But if there's a good chance, the grass will be green.
2: Yes. But why we went this route is to... Make people aware that if you do IVF treatment, usually they Stimulate the ovaries to produce more Eggs, more mature eggs To make the chances of Conception, sperm Meeting the the Ovum mm-hmm. or the egg cell mm-hmm. to, um, to Get your chances to get pregnant Quicker or How do I say? Enhance Enhance your chances to get pregnant Okay, so Usually, they stimulate the ovaries, and then they make 20 to 30
1: mature eggs. But are you supposed to just make one?
2: One. Okay. And usually, one on the left side this month, one on the right side that month. That's usually how it happens. Now, both ovaries are stimulated, and they produce mature eggs, but they are not being used. Sometimes they do freeze these eggs for later um conception or uh, married to the sperm but other times and that usually goes to waste as well because it can only stay that long in cryotherapy or what do you call it in in freezing um but i just want to say if people are going through five or six sessions of ivf just think about how many eggs are going To be lost in that period. And that's what we see in our practice as well. These women go into a earlier menopause because they don't ovulate for three or four more years. Let's put it that way.
1: So what does menopause do? Because we're no longer ovulating, Mm -hmm. it decreases the amount of estrogen that is in your bloodstream. And estrogen, as we've discussed on so many different occasions, is responsible for a myriad of uh, systems, functions, from brain function to protecting us against um, autoimmune diseases, um, inflammatory conditions, uh, osteoporosis, all those things, but We'll circle back to that one. There's another condition, Elise, where um, we need to make a differentiation. And um, I just want to reiterate something. When you are in menopause, it's irreversible. It's done. It's over. There's nothing that you can do about it. But then there's another condition. And this is primary ovarian insufficiency.
0: So what's and
1: the difference? The difference is with primary insufficiency, it's a sudden and spontaneous onset okay. of no longer having a menstrual cycle or no longer menstruating. And it can be caused by certain factors. The problem is we actually don't know what they are. It can be genetic. It can be through both, toxins, yeah. but it's reversible. Hmm. You can, through the correct stimulation of hormones, etc., etc., you can ovulate again, which means that you can fall pregnant again. And that's the difference between menopause and ovarian Insufficiency. Okay, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Now, let's take a look at causes, Mm -hmm. or shall we first look at the different? Yeah, Yeah, let's look at causes. Let's talk
2: about the unnatural
1: menopause first. Well, that's causes, don't you think? Causes of menopause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, causes of menopause. You said the first one. Age. Oh. <laughs> Old ladies. Yes. Okay. As we grow older, you go into menopause. If you hit your 50s, middle 50s, you will be in menopause. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. Remember we had a discussion on here about that lady of 68 that gave birth. Yes. So I think that's the exception to the rule.
0: Well, I would say, is it like, because I'm seeing more and more celebrities who are much more older, right? So they say over the age of 45, um, not older than 55, starting to get pregnant. Um, I'm presuming because they have access to, like, the facilities, that's why they're able to get pregnant at a much later age. But I don't think that's the norm for the everyday woman. Would that be correct?
1: Well... Yes and no. I think when you talk specifically about these people, Mm -hmm. I (coughs) I beg your pardon. Um, You can fall pregnant at the age of 60. Okay. If with the help of hormone treatments, we implant a fertilized, what's that then, egg, fertilized embryo. Uh, Yes. Embryo mm-hmm. into the uterus.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So. And it can you, be her own egg or it, or can, it can be, be a, a donor, donor egg. egg. Yeah. So there's so different things. N- you, will, you will hear about surrogates where a, a woman who, um, <clears throat> for instance, had a car accident and her uterus was damaged. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, you know what, a mother or a older sister or someone would offer to be a surrogate And then may take the egg Which they harvest from the ovary okay. And fertilize it with sperm And now you have an embryo And that embryo can be implanted So it's an embryo implant Gotcha Okay, okay. So older women can be pregnant mm-hmm. But not fall pregnant naturally I think is, is that a good way of saying it? It depends
2: in what stage they are There's always there's,
1: uh, Remember menopause you cannot fall pregnant That's the definition of menopause That's when ovulation has
2: Yeah but it's We can't say at the age of 59 You can't fall pregnant
1: anymore Because it doesn't Certain women c- can, But yeah. you know what That's 1 in
2: 1 0.111 1, 1, 1, 1,
1: Not 1% okay. yeah. So if we look at the causes Of menopause Number 1 age <laughs> Um Then we have other causes of menopause okay and here we are looking at and I want to categorize them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let's start with stuff that happens in the body naturally here we're looking at autoimmune conditions where the body starts attacking itself and the major ones that leads to an earlier onset of menopause are Rheumatoid arthritis, you know what that is, thyroid issues, and bowel conditions, specifically Crohn's disease. These women go into menopause earlier. But when we look at the signs and symptoms that menopausal women present with, it makes complete sense. So, menopausal women often present with pain in joints, et cetera, et cetera. Joint pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, um, as well as thyroid issues. And they often start complaining about constipation and bloating and things like that. So, estrogen Plays a very, very big role in modulating autoimmune and inflammatory conditions. Estrogen in itself is an anti inflammatory. Do you remember that we spoke about, um, pain, um, and hormones? Did we speak about it on real health or did we speak about it? I think it, it, on it was on show? real
2: health, yeah.
1: So, some it's, um, they did studies, mm-hmm. or, and that showed um, women with low levels of estrogen um, who has rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. their symptoms are far greater. So when they take patients with rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, systemic lupus, all those chronic pain conditions, Mm -hmm. and they treat them with estrogen, their symptoms alleviate. And when they get those flare-ups, because you have flares of these things, the flare-ups are less intense. Um, Our Korean friends did a study where they looked at um the radiology uh, radiol radiology what say that word radiological (laughs) changes in joints of patients with rheumatoid arthritis and then they split them in groups patients who are taking hormone optimization or hormone replacement therapy and the ones that are not. And what they saw was that The patients with hormone replacement therapy, the degree of joint destruction Mm -hmm. in rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis was less severe. So they thought, okay, let's put the women who are not on hormone replacement therapy on estrogen and see what happens. And what they found was that these joint damage started to repair And the patient's symptoms not only alleviated, but the joints started repairing themselves spontaneously.
0: That's fascinating. Mm.
1: So for patients with chronic pain, specifically rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis, you know what? Think about optimizing hormone levels. Um, The other ones that I want to add is chronic fatigue syndrome. Multiple sclerosis and ME. Now, I'm not going to try and pronounce the myelo- and myelitis. Sorry, it's myalgic encephalomyelitis. So it's got to do, if you look at that, myalgia means pain. Mm-hmm. Encephalo means brain or nerve tissue. And myelitis refers to muscle Mm -hmm. and myelinization of nerves. So this is a neurological condition. Sure. Now, other causes of premature menopause, and you're going to skirk about this one, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Oh. Again, neurodegenerative conditions, and it's got to do with lower levels of estrogen,
0: Quick one um, would I don't know if it can be thrown Into the mix but it, um, If they say like a grandparent of yours Has dementia does that also Like I know it's Somewhere in the mix but I'm asking Does that also play a role
1: There is, there is a genetic Component okay. to neural, uh, Neurodegenerative diseases So yes if you have um, a, a Parent in your close bloodline mm-hmm. um, uncles, oh, not not so much uncles, um, grandparents, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera, you have a higher risk of developing Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. But with dementia, there's different types of dementia. Mm. So um, depends. When it's a degenerative dementia, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. okay. Um, Sister Elise, this brings us. To your field of expertise, where you've practiced for such a long time, and that was in theater. (laughs) Um, So, surgeries,
2: yes, absolutely,
1: um, can have an effect or bring on menopause. Do you
0: want to explain? any
1: kind of surgery? No, or no,
2: yeah, no, no. That's why I will explain. No, <laughs> <the least> <laughs> no um, we're talking about specifically the female pelvic organ surgery. Oh. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is where you have, um, for instance, a hysterectomy. Now, a hysterectomy means they just remove your womb or your uterus. They leave your ovaries. And your tubes, but they remove the womb for different
1: reasons. Okay. Yes? My hand's got you know it, this time I asked. <laughs> Just chuck something at me. Okay. Um Elise, so often women have ovarian sparing hysterectomies. Yes. Um but we see and um CJ, who works in our office, who had a hysterectomy at the age of 33, um, we are starting at the age of 37 to see that she is going into perimenopause. Yes. Why? The why reason, is this happening?
2: The reason why is we must remember that the the, uh, the uterus, the the tubes, the fallopian tubes, and the ovaries are all interconnected. So it's got its own blood supply, its own nerve supply, etc. If you disrupt that, obviously you're going to disrupt the blood supply and the nerve supply to the ovaries, where you. Separate the uterus from the tubes and the, ovary, and the ovaries And you remove the uterus There is an interference in blood supply, etc So it doesn't get the n- natural nutrients, etc
1: Hormone um, changes that it should yeah. So, simply, this is something that Through our experience with our patients We started noticing um, <clears throat> Patients come in and said. Um they, they in their let's say middle 40s, yes. most of it, they had hysterectomies for various reasons, either for excessive bleeding, or severe endometriosis. And one that I would like to touch on is hysterectomies because of human papilloma virus. What is that? Human papilloma virus is a sexually transmitted disease that causes cervical cancer. Sure. But you know what, you can't just remove the cervix, you have to remove a whole organ, so you remove a uterus. And that's what happened with my sister. But I'll we'll come to that one because I think it's a really, really important topic for us to discuss. And they still have the ovaries. And their gyne said to them, You'll be fine, you'll go into menopause at just the normal time. And what we are seeing is that these women are going into earlier.
2: I just want to come in here and say something that bothers me a lot is that how uninformed the public is out there about procedures that's been done on them. For instance, um, a hysterectomy, when we ask the question, did they do a, a total hysterectomy, meaning taking the whole uterus and cervix out? Um, did they do a subtotal hysterectomy, meaning just taking the body of the uterus and leaving the cervix? Did they do a total hysterectomy with bilateral I
1: mean, ovaries?
2: Have those different I, I Different procedures, and sure. people are and it's so different, uninformed. And there's
1: different ways of doing them. Yeah, know? different. Back in the day, you only did a abdominal hysterectomy, which meant it was we cut open the tummy. And we removed the uterus from uh, the top. And when I started practicing in obstetrics and gynecology, at least your experience would have been preceding mine, but we started doing vaginal hysterectomies in the 90s?
2: No, earlier
1: than the 90s, but that was your very
2: specialist gynaecology. So it
1: became a little bit more mainstream when I was performing them. And this was in the 90s. But it, it you know, goes but I hated further. doing them because they're bloody difficult to do.
2: It goes further than that. Nowadays, you have a laparoscopic-assisted vaginal hysterectomy. So where they do with the camera, they go in abdominally, three little holes, four holes, and... So sever the ligaments and the arteries and the whatever, and then they pull the whole uterus through the vagina and just close up the, the cuff of the vagina where the cervix sits. So these different types of surgery, and it all depends on a patient, how you can do the surgery on these types of patients. Okay? The next thing that's important is sometimes they remove one ovary. Mm -hmm. With the uterus
1: Okay so and remember what We said right at the beginning You have a Finite number of eggs Per ovary So if I remove one Or I damage one ovary And we'll get to the ones because I wanted To talk about ectopic pregnancies
0: Literally
1: you touch your eggs in half Literally So that means You're going to stop ovulating Earlier Going into menopause earlier
2: Yeah So Or they remove both ovaries With the uterus Then you don't have any natural production Except maybe in your gut a little bit If it's healthy uh, And your adrenal glands of and nerve estrogen nerve And in nerve tissue of estrogen So they sort of um,
1: into a, uh, Surgically induced menopause
2: Surgical induced menopause what is also important, and I can't stress this enough, if you've had any, any ovarian surgery, mm-hmm. you need with to it's know
1: it's needling.
2: needling, whether it is, um, if you have endometriosis, you most probably had also a surgical needling of your ovaries because that's where the endometriosis usually goes and sit. If you look at the anatomy, the tube has got fingers that hangs over the ovary. ovary, And if you ha- are prone to endometriosis, you bleed your inner lining of your uterus through those fingers that hangs over the ovaries. And the, the endometrium is going to sit and grow on your ovary. Now that... Is very painful and you can't ovulate properly. So it makes a, a hell of a cyst, and it bleeds within the cyst, and that we call endometrioma. And they have to remove that with surgery. Now, if you interfere again with your ovary, you're going in there, you burn that area, you open it up, etc. You destroy your follicles that that holds your little egg cells.
1: So I want to ask another one because it. Um, through the observational evidence that we have in the practice, we also see um a slight earlier onset in women who had tuber ligations, in other words, who had the tubes tied as a form for contraception
2: it's again you you interfere with the vascular system and the nervous system of the whole um, pelvic organ area of the woman yes that's true um, we see that very often so there's different procedures and, and I want to stress again please ask the questions from your doctor exactly tell me what you did doctor because it's going to influence my future and prepare me for if it's not important for other people somebody that's been through menopause and still have little bit of symptoms if i knew all these things i would have been better prepared to to manage the symptoms etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. and that I, is – i
1: think um elise the worst cases the most difficult cases that presented with us in the practice were women who had um surgical Procedures, bilateral oophorectomies, that's where you remove both ovaries and they were plunged within a couple of days into menopause.
2: And then another thing, um, while Dr. Mark answers his phone, um, which is also part of menopause, and I think this is also the worst one or a, a really bad one, is where you had chemotherapy for some or another cancer. So what happens? It can either be cervical cancer, it can be ovarian cancer, it can abdominal be abdominal cancer, abdominal cancer, cancer, it can be breast cancer, where you have chemotherapy or radiotherapy. That is usually that destroys tissue, like you can't believe. And those people also goes into menopause much quicker, and presenting. I, can't think of anything worse than going through the, the effects of chemotherapy and radi- radiotherapy with menopause and they are not being treated accordingly.
1: So the reason why this is so bad is menopausal symptoms starts over a period of time and mm-hmm. we're going to take a look at these symptoms. Mm-hmm. So think about um, this is almost like having to get into a cold pool. Okay. How do you get into a cold pool? Well,
0: usually
1: you could either... You put your your feet in first and then you sit and then you go to your ankles. Or you get out. Okay. And then slowly, (laughs) slowly, just (laughs) ask a boy to get, uh, uh, not a boy, a big guy, a mature guy to get into a cold pool. You get up to just below your bikini line. (laughs) And after that, it's a nightmare. Uh Okay. So... When you do it gradually, when those symptoms develop gradually, it's okay. But if it's not I, as
0: bad, even
1: it's mm-hmm. not as bad. Yes. But you are just dipping your toe in, and suddenly I push you into that water. Oh. Far worse, huh? Hey? You,
0: you, you're like shivering
1: out. You... Far worse. So oh. and. That is exactly what happens with chemically induced and surgically induced menopause. Elise least there is one other condition and you know what I'm quite hesitant to say this but I do think it's something that people need to know about and that's the use of contraceptives, oral contraceptives and what we see in the practice. Um, patients 30s, early 40s on certain types of oral contraceptives, I will not name the names, Mm -hmm. most of them start with a Y, um, that we see the picture Mm -hmm. of a chemical menopause. When we test the estrogen levels, the estrogen is below the level of a a woman who is post-menopausal not on any kind of treatment. And that is very, very confusing because you're in your reproductive years mm. on contraception so that you can't fall pregnant with the symptoms that your mother displays in her menopausal period.
0: That's like a mind. Uh,
1: <laughs> for us, it was... <laughs> mind, for, like,
0: what the hell's going yeah,
1: on? Re- I, I'm glad that you said that because for us... Um, it was also something that took us by surprise and hopefully someone will eventually do a proper randomized controlled study on this. But the evidence that we have, the observational evidence is it's associated with certain, um, contraceptives and they are usually low in estrogen. It's, um, that that causes this drop in estrogen levels where you have normal stimulating hormones like luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. It's a very confusing picture um, because it's not something that we expect. And very often it's not something that we look for.
2: And something that's also coming to the forefront nowadays more often is polycystic ovarian syndrome. So the treatment for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and listen, we don't know the cause of this, is usually to to suppress ovulation. Because the word tells you exactly what um, the the illness is. Poly, lots, ovarian, cystic. Syndrome. So your ovaries make cysts, where your egg cells is lots and lots of cysts. It's the same principle as IVF, where it's overstimulating the ovaries, and um, you sit with lots of cysts on your ovaries. Now the treatment for this is usually surgery, where they go in and they we call it needling or drilling, um, or
1: we go and break a, a cyst is like a little blister with an egg in. So you go and break those little, little it's blisters.
2: Yes. So people or doctors treat these women to suppress ovulation, and then they also present with menopausal system uh, um, symptoms.
1: Okay. So let's take a look at some of the symptoms of menopause. Okay. Sims, do you want to? Well,
0: I think the common. Start? One what is the hot flashes. Yes. So that's that's common, the mood swings where they don't know what they're getting today.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I work with four men women in my
0: office. <laughs> Being one of I don't know how you did it, that's a mock. I'm one of
1: them. Uh-huh.
0: Um Um let's see, let's see. Um I think I named the two most common ones. <laughs>
1: So the first sign Mm -hmm. of going into that menopausal period And the menopausal period will include the perimenopause Confusing period Mm -hmm. Because when we look at your hormone levels They're still normal But you're starting to see the signs And the first one is changes in your menstrual cycle Okay. So if you've had a regular cycle Mm -hmm. Every 28 days and you bleed for four or five days. Mm. Um, first changes, changes in the amount of bleeding, either that it becomes heavier or, um, less. Okay. And then changes in the frequency. In other words, now you start bleeding every 32 days or suddenly you do it every couple of, de- um, couple of weeks. So, uh, three, three weeks. Okay. So a change. In your menstrual cycle So that's number one
2: mm-hmm. And if you don't have a uterus
1: um, Changes in PMS Yes Okay So the other symptoms You said hot flashes and sweating Yes Most probably The one that For most women Is The worst Because It's embarrassing. um, Suddenly you start sweating and it feels as if you have to take your clothes off because you're burning from the inside. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, it's going to happen. Um, (laughs) Another one, as you said, is the emotional changes. And here we're looking at changes in irritability, mood swings, development of anxiety and depression, which you've never had. Sure. Yesterday we had a patient in my office who said to me – Oh, it was a telephonic consultation actually from a girl 40 years old who uh, lives in Limpopo. And she said to me, you know what? I will, I will be fine. My head's fine. And suddenly it just feels as if someone is sitting on my chest. And, uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm so anxious that I don't know what's happening. So that's another one. Um, then I think um, changes in memory and brain fog where you just start, um, what am I doing in the kitchen? I came here for a reason. What was the reason? Um, and you just have to think. I always ask the question, um, if I give you a shopping list with six things, do you come out with all six things? And most of us women say, no, I usually forget one or two. Or – Another one, and this is what I see in Brain Frog with guys, I say to them, let's play 30 seconds. And I ask you a question that you know, and you, and you say, you know what? I know the answer. Know the answer. Um, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's where the brain literally starts trying to, the information is there, it's know that it's there, it just don't know how to access it. And this is directly because of a change of Estrogen levels in the learning and memory centers of the brain. So that's one of the signs. Some of the other ones that women don't realize is um, urinary tract infections. Elise, you want to explain?
2: Yes, it's a low-grade urinary tract infection. And usually they will tell you, I I get it more often. I, I have a burning sensation, but not the frequency that I still feel. During the day, I've got a burning sensation when I urinate. And that is one of the things. Thrush infections is also one of the signs, um, more often infected or not. But when we do pap smears and so on, we see that um, thrush infection, also known as candidiasis.
1: Something that no one wants to look forward to is the vaginal dryness. So, and that's got to do with the mucosa. So that, think about your mucosa is, uh, from your lips, that wet area of the lip and in the cheeks. Mm-hmm. So the mucosa, you have mucosal membranes in your nose and also in your the vagina. And those things become dry. So overall, everything becomes dry. Your skin becomes dry. Your hair becomes dry. Your vagina becomes dry. Um,
0: This doesn't sound fun. It's not. Can I just return my my woman card already?
1: (laughs) It's not. It (laughs) really isn't fun. And then changes to breast tissue. Hmm. Breast becomes bigger. For boys, it's nice.
0: I was about to say, So I'm I'm presuming this part your partner would notice
1: first. You will notice it because your brass sits differently.
0: Okay.
1: Weight changes.
0: When you haven't changed your diet.
1: And where do we see the weight? Weight. If you associate weight gain with um, menopause and older women, where do you usually see the weight? I,
0: I'm guessing the tummy area. Yes. No, the tummy
1: and hips and thighs. Ooh.
0: Okay.
1: Palpitations and headaches. Palpitations where the heart starts racing and you feel it, and then pain, joint pain specifically. Hmm. Another one that is harrowing for anyone, but I think specifically for women, is hair loss. Yes. As we grow older, your hair becomes more brittle and it becomes thinner. Now, add menopause to that. And as you brush your hair, you know what? Um, everyone say to you, there's a dead spider in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So
2: hopefully you've got more sympathy with women that you classify over forty-five as old. Yeah, we're going through it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> and luckily you now are very informed of what
1: to expect in that I must about ask questions. <laughs> yeah. If
0: I do anything <laughs> surgically, well,
1: ask you me. know what, Simperia? I think this is so incredibly important. What you said there, um, in our discussions that we've had over time. Mm. Um, remember we spoke about the sexual perceptions. Um, and Ali was with us in the office and Dante was with us, um, here. And we spoke about that sexual perception and the fact that, um, mothers don't talk to their daughters about, um, going through your, going through that puberty stage where you start having your period. But, um, no one talks about, Menopause. Remember, Elise, um, spoke about this in one of the podcasts. Was it in the early 1800s up to the middle 1800s where women were put into institutions? Yeah. Because of menopausal symptoms. And it's those irritability, those mood changes. You do silly things and no one understands what's happening with you. So they actually think you're a little bit nuts. Yeah. Which is true. Okay. So Elise said we'll we be able to talk about the causes and menopause for an hour. And yes. We did. We, <laughs> we did. So uh-huh. we haven't touched on treatment for menopause. And we'll do that in our program next week. So before I close off, Elise, for anything that you Want to add, I want to talk about the risk factors of menopause. So go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sims, what are you thinking of the risk factors of menopause? You mentioned it earlier. You said health issues. Yes. What are the health issues that's associated Ooh. with menopause?
0: Uh, that's, that's a good one. I think like I would, I, I think the first natural guess would be like, um, lifestyle. I think in general, that's such a good umbrella term. No,
1: no, no. You're talking about, Management okay, so let's talk about what is the risk of menopause and going into menopause earlier.
0: Oh, okay, going into it early, murder. <laughs> don't try me, I feel oh, like you that, that, that's that's a, I actually, don't try me. I actually think
1: it's a very good way to plead insanity.
0: <laughs> This
1: is not how to get away with murder. And, you know, I, I think if we go and look and we can ask our, our, um, very learned people who like doing research and especially some of our lawyer friends to take a look at whether plunging someone into a surgical or a chemical menopause where they commit a, a, a homicide, um, there's reason To say these people are insane because we've seen it in our practice. Not murder, but these women go nuts. Yeah. Okay. Risk one, Mm -hmm. sexual dysfunction. So the vaginal dryness, it becomes painful. Your libido starts lowering. Why? Because this is no longer pleasant. It's no longer a nice experience to have. So you're going to start avoiding it. So sexual dysfunction is one of the big risk factors, and everyone wants a good sex life. Another one is heart disease. And if we look at why heart disease, did you know that one in nine women will die from a heart attack or a stroke? What? When do women die of heart attacks and strokes? You hear of men who have heart attacks in their 30s and 40s and 50s. When do women have heart attacks?
0: I will take a guess during the monopause era.
1: After menopause. After menopause. And there's a direct correlation to the hormones because your sex hormones, estrogen, comes from cholesterol. Oh. So if your estrogen levels start decreasing, you start pushing up your cholesterol levels to try and make more estrogen.
0: Can I just say right now to all the kids out there that have their moms, please show some love and affection. <laughs> like, My really. Best, is it
1: Mother's Day now or was Mother's Day? Mother's, mother's day, day is on Sunday.
0: Yeah, like, just really, just because hearing all of this and just. You're <laughs>
1: Give him a patch for yeah. Mother's Day. <laughs>
0: like, that's a lot. And Make I'm like, a
1: patch.
2: Oh, wow. Sure.
1: Okay, so heart disease. And then um, osteoporosis, hmm. where your bones start. Losing calcium because you need estrogen for bone mineralization. <laughs> okay. Depression. And this for me is the most scary one. There's a four times higher incidence in patients with low estrogen. In other words, menopausal women of Parkinson's and and Alzheimer's disease. So those are your big risk factors of going into menopause. And this is why menopause and menopausal symptoms should be treated. So if you are one of these people that say, no, I don't want hormones, just know that the risk of having low hormone levels are far greater than taking hormones Okay But next week we will discuss Hormonal treatments Treatment for menopause And um, their safety Efficacy etc etc Okay so I want I've been given the lasso To sum up
0: mm-hmm.
1: Menopause Is a point in your life Where you've Stopped menstruating For 12 months You cannot fall pregnant after menopause, and it's irreversible. There's nothing that you can do to cure it. Lifestyle changes, like Simpiwe said, really have no role to play. The only one where you can change your lifestyle that might have an effect on the onset of menopause is stopping to Smoke. Hmm. Nothing else. Okay. So um I hope that you've learned more about menopause and something that I think you need to know about because you will not be able to avoid it. (laughs) And um next week we will be back discussing treatment options, different modalities, etc etc. That we have to manage this condition for women. Okay. Until then, we wish you all
2: a wonderful Mother's help. Day.
1: And a wonderful Mother's Day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always said that if you want more information, um, please follow us on our website, thetclinic.com, or social media. Or call us um, at the T Clinic on 010-824-1393.
0: That was the T Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The T Health Show is brought to you by T Clinic.